Every day, the Rundown Podcast keeps you in the loop about the people and places that shape Chicago. The show is possible thanks to the ongoing support of listeners like you who understand the value of our work to keep you engaged. Support the Rundown Podcast at wbez.org slash rundown donate. And thank you. Good morning. It's Wednesday. I'm Justin Bull in for Aaron Allen. And this is The Rundown. Today we join together as I sign a proclamation designating Emmett Till and Mamie Till Mobley National Monument in both Illinois and the Mississippi. President Joe Biden designated a new national monument yesterday in honor of Emmett Till and his mother, and a church in Bronzeville is a big part of it. Roberts Temple Church of God in Christ on State Street near 40th is where Mamie Till Mobley held an open-casket funeral for her son after he was abducted and lynched in 1955. Here's Alan Spears of the National Parks Conservation Association, which advocated for the new monument. National parks receive some of the highest levels of protection that we've got in the preservation system right now. And adding this story, I think, also helps to expand national park system diversity. In addition to the Chicago Church, the National Monument includes two sites in Mississippi, the state where Till was murdered. The owner of the Chicago Blackhawks died unexpectedly yesterday after a brief illness. Rocky Wirtz inherited the struggling Blackhawks from his father in 2007 and turned it around, leading the team to a Stanley Cup just three years later and two more later in the decade. The Sun-Times notes that Wirtz's legacy was complicated by the Hawks' sexual assault scandal and alleged cover-up. An investigation found no evidence that Blackhawks' ownership was aware of that cover-up, but Wirt's viral outburst at a town hall meeting last year multiplied the damage. The Sun-Times says Wirtz will be remembered as one of the most influential people in the city's hockey history. He was 70 years old. The police departments of two Illinois public universities are working with mental health professionals to respond to some 911 calls. It's called co-response policing. Illinois State University in Normal plans to implement the program in the fall. Under the program, a counselor from the Center for Human Services will ride with ISU police to the scene. Aaron Woodruff is the chief of the ISU Police Department. Our officers now will be able to take that clinician or that crisis worker right to the scene, make sure the scene is safe, let that crisis worker deal with the student in crisis and step back. If the officer needs to step in, they step in. The University of Illinois at Urbana-Champaign already has its own program. Cook County Sheriff Tom Dart said yesterday that his office is struggling to fill hundreds of open positions. And his biggest issue is 225 openings in the role of prison correctional officer. Dart said that because new hires have to fill jail guard slots first... That staffing shortage is affecting other law enforcement needs. Which uh, is causing us to have to move a lot of resources around, both because evictions have started increasing and also we've seen a major spike in domestic violence cases over the last two or three months. To fill the openings, Dart said his office is traveling to out-of-state Army bases in hopes of recruiting soldiers leaving the military. This reporting comes from my colleague Patrick Smith, who notes that Dart added the sheriff's office is on pace to end the year with a $7 million surplus. Now for a few quick hits. It's illegal to name a minor in eviction cases concerning adults, but they often get named anyway. 
A nonprofit called the Law Center for Better Housing is working to seal records for young adults in the Chicago area who were wrongfully named in eviction cases. My colleague Adora Namigade reports that renters can text the words Young Adult Sealing to 866-773-6837 to access the free service. Yesterday, Mayor Brandon Johnson and federal officials toured West Side homes damaged after the July 2nd storm that dumped nine inches of rain on Chicago. The Sun-Times reports that over the next week, teams from FEMA and the Illinois Emergency Management Agency will knock on doors to assess the flood damage. This is the first step in getting a disaster proclamation and funds for repairs. And the Chicago Bears are holding their first practice of the season today. General Manager Ryan Poles says the Bears have an improved roster this season and he wants them to be a championship-caliber team. That would be a feat as the Bears had the worst record in the league last year. The NFL preseason starts in four weeks. In the weather, another hot one, mostly cloudy with a high of 91 degrees near the lake. Hotter out in the neighborhoods. A heat advisory is in effect for LaSalle, Grundy, Kankakee, and Southern Will counties from noon today through 9 p.m. Thursday. Cook County is not part of that heat advisory, but a hazardous weather outlook has been issued for the area. There's also a chance of severe thunderstorms after 10 a.m. today. That's it for now. Later today on the show, dance. It feels like so exhilarating it's so pop culture right now if you're not feeling it loving it and appreciating yourself you're not voguing aaron's been looking for a voguing class in the city she and wbez's sasha ann simons found one so if you're looking for an innovative textured dance class that allows you to be you you're gonna need to check this out that's today at 2 p.m right here in this feed thanks for listening we'll see you then